Yes. Ow. Your home for Utah's best sports radio is right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're locked on to the big show on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. You sinking in the darkness, got that feeling. Feeding out the hope is fleeting with every word. Cousins inbounds the ball, Curry heaves it at the buzzer, it's no good. Franchise history, league history, the Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. A city, a province, a country celebrates the NBA championship is due north. The Toronto Raptors win 114-110. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. David James sitting in for Gordon Monson today. Jake Scott with you. It's a local band Friday. Nick Whiteside, singer-songwriter from South Ogden. Here, excuse me, here is music on iTunes. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. DJ, chalk one up for the queen. The uh, Larry O'Brien Trophy is going to Canada. Yeah, it happens. I'm not very concerned about that. I know a lot of people are feeling a lot of nationalism, a lot of pride now. I've been to Toronto a couple times. I hear it's a great city. I'd love to go. And I haven't been there long enough to explore everything about it. Uh, I was in and out for two soccer games. They're both you know, the kind of 36 to 48-hour windows. Uh, but you get a little time to bump around. And, okay, the money's different. I got You got me there. But aside from that, I felt like it was in the U.S. of A. It's not that big a jump. I went to Japan for work. I felt like I was on a different planet. Right. You can't bluff the language in Japan. You, you're in the train station, and you got to catch a train to another city, and you look up. Like Spanish, you, okay, I've got some high school Spanish. I've lost a lot of it, but you can sign it out. You organize words. The alphabet's the same. When you're in Japan, and they've got the symbols up there, it means nothing to you. You got it, nothing. Means, it means nothing. Luckily, everybody in Japan speaks a mild amount of English, at least. It took a little while. It wasn't as easy as you think. It wasn't, but it took a little while, and then someone found something. We got straightened out, and we didn't go to the wrong city. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that worked out well for you. But I didn't. I didn't think going to Australia because I went there for a week before the Olympics for work. That was another trip. Uh, Australia is more foreign. Sydney was more foreign than Toronto. Oh, I'm sure it was. But it was still seventy percent the U.S. Toronto was. 99%. Really, I think the only thing is the money's different. I just was surprised that it's still a part of the United Kingdom. Well, I guess it all depends on how you split off, and we split off a little more violently. We did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's true. Uh, but the Raptors win, DJ, and I don't know. We can, uh, we can talk about the ramifications and where the Warriors go next, but specifically on the game, I know it was close, and I know it <clears throat> coming down the stretch, but once Clay Thompson went down, didn't you have the feeling that the Raptors were closing that out? Yes, I did have the feeling they were closing it out. Everyone had the feeling they were closing it out. And when they struggled to close it out, it put doubt in my mind. And, you know, with six minutes to go, they were trading the lead back and forth. And I'm like, Toronto, where's the killer instinct? Slammed the door already. And we, because they had, like, at that point, it was nine or ten minutes without Clay, and they hadn't done it. I started to think they weren't going to, and they were going to blow it. And they finally got, like, the six-point lead with, like, 2.10, 2.15 to go. Right. I'm like, yeah, you had a six-point lead with three minutes left at home, and you couldn't hold it. But you're not going to mess this up. And six went down to one like that. 
But they still had the ball with 20 seconds left, and they're not going to mess this up. And sure enough, they throw it out of bounds. Yeah, I couldn't hey, that. I got an idea. Let's do what David James did when he was in the ninth grade and had never seen a 1-3-1 half-court trap before. Let's dribble right to the corner. Eh, worst place you can go on the court. Let's dribble right to the corner, pick up our dribble, and try to throw the ball down the sideline to a guy who's barely open and throw it out of bounds. Sounds like Never a great idea. do anything I did in the ninth grade. I was a mediocre high school player on a bad team. I was average on my best day. I sucked on my worst day. If you are me in the ninth grade and you're in the NBA Finals, you got a problem. You handed them a golden opportunity. You yep. got away with it, and you won. I don't think. I think the whole thing is: there, is there going to be an asterisk next to their championship? Way too strong. Other teams have gotten lucky breaks. Yep. That like paved the way to win a championship. The Warriors, when they're trying to win the first championship, which in my mind is always the hardest one for a group to win, there's more pressure. You don't know if you can do it. You don't know how to do it because you haven't done it before. The Warriors got a gift wrap. Kyrie Irving's hurt. Kevin Love is hurt. They got a gift wrap. It happens. Detroit, no four. Got it. You're a champion. Well, you're no, not an right. asterisk. Now, when they consider who are the greatest champions, you're not going into discussion. One isn't enough, especially if your one came under those circumstances. But you're still a champion. You get a parade. You get a ring. You're a champion. The Astros stuff is too strong. I agree. And they got there. And yeah. you know what? They beat a bunch of good teams to get there. Philly was no slouch. Milwaukee was a great team. and they ended up But being... teams that hadn't done it before and didn't know how to do it either. Right. Both those teams were also at their deepest point ever in the playoffs. Not that Toronto had a lot of experience, but Danny Green had won a title. Uh, Quiet won a title and been the finals MVP. Uh, Marcus Gasol had been in the playoffs, so they hadn't been very deep with Memphis. So that's not a, a great. They upset San Antonio one year. I mean, he had yeah. he had some battles. Yeah, he certainly had experience. Kyle Lowry, not all of it positive, but he's in the, been in the playoffs right. a bunch. It was things broke Toronto's way, but you know you got to put yourself in position, hope catch some breaks, and they break your way. I said this this morning with uh, Toronto. What's the difference between Toronto and say the Jazz, uh, the Nuggets? Uh, the Pacers, are any of those cities, any of those four cities ever going to put together a super team? Are any of those four cities look like they're going to line up a three-peat? Who's done a three-peat? I mean, we're the, Lakers, the Lakers, and the Shaq Bulls. and Kobe, yeah. the Bulls with MJ, two of the three biggest markets, glamour places with all-time, all-time players. Even San Antonio spaced theirs out. Spaced theirs out, right. And they won five, and they got an all-time, all-time guy who stayed there. Maybe. Maybe a Denver, a Utah, and Indiana, if they got a Duncan, were smart and put guys around him. You know, Duncan only looked at leaving once. He flirted with it one year going to Orlando, and then he didn't. Um, it, it just seems like a 1,001. Toronto looks like what I think, I mean, a third of the NBA isn't competent enough to win the title at any time, right? There's no sign that uh, Sarver and Phoenix, um, right. uh, the Knicks, there's no sign that there's a competence there that's going to win it. The middle third, there's probably a third of the league where there's a pretty good deal of competence. There wasn't Phoenix for 30 or 40 years, just not in the last decade. Right. Uh, there is in Indiana. There is in Utah. There's Denver had a brutal 15-year run, but so did the Warriors when they had the wrong owner. You know. Uh, but I think when you're in a cold-weather city and you're not in a mega market... You are at a disadvantage. There's no way around it. And the best you can hope to do is what Toronto just did. Build a good team. Build one of the top four. And then get some breaks. You face a Milwaukee team. Their star player isn't ready yet. They're good. But their star player, it's his first run. They don't perimeter shooting. And you take them down. And then the big dog has multiple injuries. And you cash in and you win. It really is kind of the 0-4 Pistons. They were in the conference finals six or seven years in a row. And one time it broke their way and they broke through and they won it. 
thing with the uh, with the Raptors, though, you comparing them to the Jazz and those other markets, mm-hmm. and even to that Pistons team, is they found a way to get the number one that could do it. The the one guy, the the, yeah, you know, the number did. one player, and and the thing with the Jazz and, and but, the small markets you're talking about is you're going to have to either make an aggressive trade for that number one in circumstances that don't come up all that often. James Harden gets traded from Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might. But that hasn't paid off with the championship yet. It was a no, brilliant no, no, trade. It, it was a great risk, and it hasn't broken their right. way. Kawhi Leonard. I mean, it just doesn't happen well, all that much. Or you have to draft and develop it. Because you're not going to sign a number one, number one in free. I think you have to draft and develop anyway because when the guys come available, you need to have the assets that the other team wants to deal. Now, you probably need to be in the right conference. A lot of times they want to deal that guy to a different conference. You know? He was, Kawhi Leonard was available, but I think the Spurs wanted to send him east. They want to spend him west. Now, they did want the best assets, so be in the east and have great assets. And so everyone's talking about, well, they didn't have any lottery guys. Well, they used the lottery guys to trade for the guys they got. Right. So they did have lottery guys, but they traded them for better players. Which got them to where they wanted. And in some cases, I don't even know if at the end of the career you'll say, this guy's better than that guy. But at that moment in time, they were better. You know, having young guys isn't the way to win a championship. And they traded young guys for older guys, you know. Gasol's older than Valenzuela. Well, Gasol's older than almost everybody. But, you know, you need a veteran guy. And they, they put Pirtle in the deal. You've got to have someone that San Antonio wants if you're going to get Leonard and Danny right. Green back. Which made all the difference. Those three players you just mentioned are what took Toronto to the Yeah, next. DeLon Wright was in the deal to Memphis that got Gasol. Right. And he played great for Memphis, by the way. Right. Terrific. So you still you have to draft and yeah. develop if you're going to swing those deals. Oh, you have to. And you have to draft and develop. Very rarely does a free agent want to come and join nothing. LeBron to L.A., it's kind of a one-off. It's kind of a different deal. But most free agents, I mean, I think from everything we heard, Kyrie Irving was looking at Brooklyn pretty serious with Durant. But Durant gets hurt. He wants to be with someone else. Is Brooklyn draft and develop players he wants to play with? I think we're going to find out no. Especially if Sam Amick, and, and you guys had the interview yep. yesterday, and you just played in the cuts at the top of the hour here, the, the, you know, the best of the week. Um, if the AD deal goes down here soon, then I think if that happens, then I think Kyrie's definitely going to the Lakers. See, I don't. I think he's pretty locked in on Brooklyn, regardless. <clears throat> He'll go to Brooklyn by himself with no Durant. I think so. Instead of going to rejoin with LeBron and AD and having another shot at a title. I think the agency he, picks, he picked tells you everything you need to know. Don't, doesn't that agency have ties to both the Nets and the Lakers? In different directions, but nonetheless? Uh, the president of Rock Nation is the twin brother of the basketball ops guy for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Plus, he just bought a house in Brooklyn, if you want to read into that. The problem is they make so much money that buying property yeah, doesn't mean right. anything. it doesn't. Carlos Boozer was living here. He bought in L.A. Now, he eventually did go and play in L.A., but he'd flipped that house and made money on it long before he ever went to L.A. It didn't have, and then you had other guys, Gordon Hayward and Memento Kerr, bought homes in San Diego. It doesn't even have an NBA team. They're NBA guys. They got money. P.K. tells the Memento Kerr story. Memento Kerr has a, loves to golf, and he's got a country club membership in San Diego, but the club's closed on Mondays. Well, he might want to play on Monday. He's got enough money. He just buys a club membership at a different club that's open on Mondays. The normal rules don't apply. That would be nice. The normal rules. I mean, here, we probably have listeners who have a country club membership. We probably got a bunch of listeners who don't and, and play, you know, city and county courses and wherever. Nibbly, hello. Hello. Um, we're lucky we have a lot of golf courses. Oh, There's a lot so of golf. Lucky. You know, you, yeah. you, you, can, you can go a lot of places and play. Um, 
But we also have listeners of Country Club memberships. But I don't know that someone who's got a membership at uh, Salt Lake Country Club or at Willow Creek or at Riverside has another membership to cover a day when their club is dark. Well, if Coach Witt's listening. He'd be the exception. Yeah. But again, you're talking about a guy who's making over $3 million a year and has got a multi-year deal. And NBA players look at that and go, wow, you're not even getting the full veteran inception, huh, Kyle? Huh. <laughs> That's how much money they have. Do you remember when uh, Prince painted Carlos Boozer's house purple mm-hmm. and he was all bent out of shape I about do. it? Yeah. Yeah, I that do. was his L.A. house. Rented it out to Prince. Prince painted it purple. He was mad. <laughs> I love that story. That's a great story. All right. DJ thinks the Warriors are a playoff team, even without Durant and Thompson. Well, you got two all-stars at the top. They can both handle the ball. I'm assuming that they re-up Clay and not Durant, and the Clay either doesn't play or plays a very limited role at the end of the year. You know, maybe he comes back the last month or two, man, the month probably, uh, depending on how fast he comes back, and is playing 10 to 15 minutes a game. I don't. I just don't see a big role for him. And if there's any type of setback or anything, maybe he just sits out the whole year. You know, just 15 months would be totally right. There's no reason to push the envelope, come back, and, and get injured Couldn't and be out more. for another year. Yep. But they got two All-Stars. They got a lot of money tied up. But I would think that playing off those two guys, going in for a veteran exception, being a guy who's had some issues and wants to restart his career, that that's a good situation. Because when you're playing off guys who are that good, you get more opportunities. And two all-stars, what's happened is the middle of the league has pretty much evaporated. Teams either want to be really good or really bad. And the Warriors are going to be able to beat all the really bad teams with two all-stars. The only thing that could crush them is they really are going to not be very deep. And whenever you have two guys and a big drop-off in talent, which the Warriors didn't have, but most teams do have, you know, maybe you got a third pretty good guy. But if one or two of your top guys get hurt, you're in trouble. Now, when you're the Warriors and you got four good guys and you're in the finals, trouble means you'll lose a playoff series, right. in this case the finals. But in the regular season, it means you're the Lakers. One minute, LeBron has got him top four in the West. He gets hurt. They plummet. So, a lot could be right. They could miss the playoffs if Draymond Green and Steph Curry have health problems. If I look down and see one of those guys played 51 games or one of those guys played 35 games, okay, all bets are off. But, assuming that those guys play 69 games and 73 games, they're a playoff team. The the top two are really good. Okay, they are. The top two are really good. But that drop-off that you're talking about is going to be way more uh, significant with Golden State. Okay, but is it going to be any worse than what Portland has? Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, because they're already... If KD stays or goes, it doesn't matter. They're already capped out. That's it. So they're going to have a mid-level. Right. And they'll have veteran minimum guys. Mm-hmm. So that means that outside of, of Steph and and Draymond, well, you're looking at a, a near-dead Andre Iguodala. Who can you really squeeze another year of production out of that guy? I don't you know. can as long as you're limited to 25 minutes. I totally agree with what Locke said this morning. Locke is like, man, if you try to play that guy 32 minutes a game, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I'm with you there. You got to limit it. Livingston is you playing got, on one leg, and, and Locke said he might retire. And they're and, gonna, and David hears stuff talking to people. Yeah. So when when you got to listen a lot close when he says things like, oh, this might happen. <laughs> yeah, that's not a 50-50 call. That's an 80-20 call. So it's going to be Draymond, Steph. Andre in the mm-hmm. starting lineup, and then the rest of the team is G League guys. Well, okay, we'll see if they if they do that poorly signing guys. 
or if they if they attract some guys who want to restart their career, saying, "Hey, I can go play 30 minutes in Golden State, where elsewhere I go and I, there's going to be more depth. It's going to be hard to get on the court. I know I can go there and play 30 minutes, and I know Steph's going to be doubled, and the rest of us are going to play four on three. Because who in their right mind isn't going to defend exactly the way the Raptors did? Listen, I don't know if we're going to beat the Warriors or not," says NBA coach fill in the blank Quinn Snyder, since he's local. But I'm not going to let Steph beat us. Look at this team. Everybody else is playing four on three. If I'm a free agent, that's pretty attractive. Now, not attractive enough to pass up $10 million somewhere else. I get that. There's some guys that they're just not going to. But there's talented guys who can make open shots. If you know how to play and it's four on three. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean Tabo Cephalosha is going to go there and dominate. Oh, are they going to be able to do what the Jazz have done and go out and find guys who have no rep who can play and bring them along and get them back to that level? Or uh, no, they're not getting back to that level. I don't. I don't think they're going anywhere in the postseason. Yeah. The fact the Warriors might lose next year in the first or second round, you're right. They might lose next year in the first or second round. But they're going to win 50 games next year because they're going to beat all the bad teams and they're going to beat a few of the good teams. There aren't that many bad teams in the West, though. And that's a factor. And what we saw this year was in the first half of the season, everyone thought they had a shot. And so the standings were really compact into January. And then you got a little separation. And when teams realized they didn't have a shot, they did what Memphis did. We're out! And the losses piled up. And all of a sudden, the top eight pulled away from the bottom seven. And you look at it. At the end, there was real separation. Real separation that did not exist December 15th or January 1st or January 15th. And I think you're going to see that again. Right. And, and if that the injuries I'm talking about happen to Curry or to Draymond Green, and they happen in November and December, and they have a really bad stretch, and it goes the way it went for the Lakers, then they will shut guys down, and they will check out, and they will miss the playoffs. And, and I don't, right now, we can sit here and say, hey, realistically, I see 9, 10, 11 teams in the West, whatever it is when the rosters shake out in a month. And I'll tell you right away out of those, let's just say it's 11 teams. Who's going to miss the playoffs? The two teams that get gutted by injuries. I don't know true. who they are right now, but in December, January, and February, someone's going to tear an ACL. It's going to happen. That's the team that's in trouble. We're live at the warehouse. Come see us, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Howard back next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.